good, good afternoon, Kieran, and welcome to our World Cup update. We are currently watching Uruguay and South Korea from different locations. One's in the Potato Watch studio, and then one's in... Um, I'm not going to give away your address, Kieran, but you're at home. Before, before we get into it, how, how have you been, Kieran? How's things? How's life? Uh, life's been grand, Adam. As you said, consuming football from 10 to 9. It's like having food on a drip. I don't know. Um, but that's the way it's felt. I think I've watched a good... 13 out of 15 matches or whatever yeah <laughs> I don't know it seems like I'm going through the motions watching football which is a bit strange but it's so it's so relentless isn't it <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I'm falling into a deep depression or something watching it but um, we, we'll get into it anyways we'll get into it um, Qatar nil um, Ecuador 2 Kieran it was possibly the worst game in the World Cup so far it was awful um, and you've seen the Qataris, the locals walking out after 60 minutes, they'd had enough. It's like the Bowles fans when Shells were battering them, training in the cup. But um, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I think Qatar, they've been training with each other since July, I believe. Um, I don't know if they're trying to play in football. They, they could have been trying to do something else, but they definitely are playing football. It was really poor. Um, Enner Valencia on the score sheet twice. For Ecuador, he was really good on the day. He had a goal ruled out early on as well, which was blatant match fixing, if anything. Um, they definitely thought they could could surprise Ecuador with a goal or something because that was just never an offside. Um, oh, no. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get on to the offside when we talk about the Argentina game because that was a bit suspect as well, Kieran. But, um, yeah, what, what were your immediate thoughts of Qatar? And I suppose, what did you think of uh, Ecuador on the day? I think they were as rubbish as I expected them to be, to be honest. Like, they lived up to all expectations. Um, they were just really bad. And yeah. the, the opening ceremony, to be fair, I found really interesting. And it was shown on RTE. I know BBC didn't show it for political reasons. Um, but I thought the open ceremony was really good. So I give them credit for that. They were playing all the uh, the past World Cup tunes and everything. And, uh, oh, well, okay. I really enjoyed well, the opening ceremony, but the match itself was rubbish. Ecuador just dominated for 90 minutes. There was no contest, which a lot of the games have been like that in the World Cup so far. And mm. There haven't been really many good contests. But um, yeah, we'll get into the other games because I think this one was a bit of a bad one to start. Yeah, I found myself Christmas shopping on Sunday, Carol, thankfully. Um, missed the whole Liam Brady talking about geopolitics for an hour or so. <laughs> I was quite happy with that. But just real quick, while we're talking about sports washing on FIFA and Qatar, um, a figure came out today, and it's it's really good from FIFA, I have to say. But um, FIFA announced today that the World Cup is a roaring success, saying viewing figures for the opening game were up 109% in Ecuador from the previous two opening games. Um, up 109% in Ecuador, of course, um, compared to the previous two opening games. Probably because neither of the other two opening games featured Ecuador. <laughs> Um, they're really doing great with the sports watching so far. I'd say it's been it's been hilarious. But um, we move on, Karan. As we said, to day two, it was the four, It was the only day so far that, um, apart from the Sunday as well, that hadn't got the festival of football from ten to nine. Um, this one started at one o'clock. It was England six, Iran two. Um, Jude Pennington, <laughs> the Kyle Saka, Sterling, Rashford, Grealish all on score sheet for England. Um, Taremi on score sheet twice for Iran. Um, it was good, good performance from England, wasn't it? Yeah, and I don't think the two goals from Iran, I think that flattered them, the 6-2, honestly. I think England romped home here and they, they offloaded the bench in the second half, so it was mm. fairly um convincing performance, I have to say. 
and give them credit. They've probably looked the best of the favourites so far. <clears throat> yeah, me. to be fair. <laughs> yeah, to be fair to them, they were very good on the day. I thought Jude Bellingham was absolutely immense. Um, I don't know how much he's going to go for when it comes around to January or the summer. Obviously, it looks like Liverpool will be in for him, but I would be spending all monies that are at the club for him. Honest to God, I'd be whipping out every bit of cash they have. Um, the way he runs the game, the way he controls it is, is immense. And he took his goal well, went over to the England travelling support and gave it the, I, I don't want to say it's a typical Bellingham celebration because he's only done it twice now, but he seems to be trademarking it. Um, Bikaya Saka as well, by the way, really good double from him. Um, he's he's so good, isn't he? Saka, to be fair to him, he's he's shown great character. Shout out to Brendan Rodgers. Um, <laughs> missing the penalty in the Euros, getting abused for plays probably the best season of his career at Arsenal last season and then obviously taking his form into this season. Um, gets two goals against Iran. He was he was immense and um, yeah, good good win for England. Taremi on score sheet twice as well, as we said. I'm not going to lie, I was actually somewhat impressed with Iran to an extent. I think the likes of the Middle Eastern and you know African teams this World Cup have been doing well. Look at England, bored them apart, but I thought they looked threatening going forward. I did, I did look at them and think, you know, there's a few goals in this team if they can kind of, you know, <laughs> stop leaking goals. That'd be that'd be a good start. I think they definitely have a chance against USA and Wales, which we'll chat about momentarily. But Senegal two, Senegal nil. Excuse me, Netherlands two. Gakpo and Klassen on the score sheet for Netherlands. Yeah, it was a pretty shit game, to be honest. I thought it was the worst game um, today that I watched on the day. Um, they were pretty bad, Netherlands, the whole game. Um, Senegal, yeah, shut them down defensively, but they didn't really offer much going forward, maybe miss a Mane. But I thought mm. the Dutch were very, very lucky to get away with the win on the day. Mm. And it took too many mistakes, really, to give them the win. Or to gift them. Yeah. Senegal looking to play Kepa. Ariza Blaga now in the next game. Um, <laughs> as Mendy's being dropped. Now um, it was really poor from from Senegal. To be honest with you, I was looking at the Netherlands team and the balance looks off, man, in midfield. I think they started with Berghaus, Frank de Jong, and I think it was Gakbo was playing like an auxiliary mid- midfield role, which was really weird because he's, he's a forward player and like, we know that. But they get the win in the end, and the the thing with the World Cup, you can't you can't win the World Cup in your first game, but you can definitely lose it. Um, as we've seen by Germany and, and potentially Argentina as well, they have massive games coming up now. So I think Netherlands just got the job done, and yeah, I I, I still I still fancy them to go far, but they, I just feel like they have to sort out the balance. I just thought they were very unbalanced. Um, USA won, Wales won, um, Gareth Bale, the influence of Gareth Bale has turned. LAFC against their own country. I don't know if you've seen the tweet that they put up. <laughs> Gareth Bale, bald capital letters with a picture of Bale in a LAFC jersey outside of Castle in Wales. Um, they really loved that fella. Um, really good game, actually. Surprisingly, very good game. Oh, I thought, but, I thought it was the best game that we watched to that day. It was it was very competitive. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was probably the most competitive game of the World Cup so far. Tale of two halves, like way I got on the score sheet, and then you had Kiefer Moore coming on the second half and influencing the game. The Keef. The Keef, big Kiefer. Um and I think Wales did well to get a point, but I think they could have got more from the game if the game continued for 
another what was it the story this World Cup 45 additional minutes I think they would have got the win yeah and what do you think about the added on time I actually quite enjoy it because stopping teams from wasting time like I think today was the first game that there was only two minutes added on in the Cameroon Switzerland game there was only two minutes added on in the first half um, and I think it's stopping teams from wasting time it's stopping teams from like taking time over goal kicks and stuff. I, I think it's a good addition to the World Cup so far. Um, yeah, I like it to a certain extent, but if you have something to do on the day and you want the, the match to finish up early, then there's not, not a chance of that happening. You have to wait around another 10 minutes. Which is kind yeah, of true. It's a winter World Cup. You, you have places to go, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose... There's from a footballing perspective... There's the man who sat on the sofa from half nine... Till half nine, fucking twelve hour shift on the sofa. That's what you're doing. Um, no, I get you. I get you. Don't incriminate me. <laughs> you do that. You do enough of that yourself, mate. Um, but yes, getting back to the game, the the only good game that has happened in this World Cup, and we're talking about doing twelve hour stints on the sofa. Yeah, no, it was a good game. I thought US really showed up. They're like a petulant little child, though, aren't they? Like you look at McKenny and Tyler Adams in midfield. Like I like the duo on midfield, but they were just giving away free kick after free kick and kicking once out Wales. It was actually quite impressive. Um Wales again just relying on, on Gareth Bell, which isn't a bad thing at all when he's when he's a player of such quality. But we move on, Kieran, to the big shock of the World Cup so far. I'd like to say Herr Bernard's Saudi Arabia two, um Lionel Messi's Argentina one, um Dawes from Salah Al Shari and Salam al Dasari for Saudi Arabia. I think I've done that well, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. not in the greens. Um, and a messy penalty. Argentina could have been four or five up before half time. I thought Saudi's line was really, really good. They held it well. I think they might have gotten lucky with the Lautaro Martinez goal. It was a great performance. Oh, you were going to really score. Um, it was a great performance from Saudi, especially defensively in the first half, and then going forward in the second half. They're very good. Yeah, um, I thought the coach just set them up very well. And we spoke about Aldessari in the preview, uh, him being a danger man and the Saudi team that have finished above the likes of um, the likes of Japan or I think it was South Korea, I don't know. But um, yeah, they've they done well in, in the Asian um, conferences of the World Cup qualifying. So we were sort of expecting them to... And put out a strong team here, but I was not expecting them to be Argentina in the slightest. I was very, very surprised. And when they mm. came out in the second half and scored two goals, I think we were all a bit stunned and a bit buzzed from the win. It was probably the best game of the World Cup. Really impressed with Saudis. <clears throat> yeah, when we look at Per Vanard, he's like a James uh James Bond villain, wasn't he? Um standing <laughs> on the sideline with the white shorts. Um Jamie just Lannister. a quick look. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick look at his, his CV, Kieran, management. He got sacked by Cambridge in 2004. He won the African Cup of Nations with Zambia in 2012. He In 2015, he won the African Cup of Nations with Ivory Coast. In 2018, he took Morocco to their first World Cup in 20 years. And then, obviously, the other day, he masterminded Saudi's win over Argentina. And it was a mastermind performance as well. They thought defensively in the second half, they threw their bodies on the line, didn't they? They were very good. Um, they were just they're just good. Kieran, they, um, I tactically they, outclassed Argentina, in my opinion. He tactically outclassed. Yeah, them. he. I. I. No, yeah. I definitely agree with that to an extent. I thought, um, Argentina couldn't break them down. Now, 
if Martinez's goal stands and it's 2 0 to Argentina, I think the game's done with. Yeah. I don't think Saudi are getting back into it, but it wasn't <laughs> like you could, there's no ifs and buts on football, unfortunately. And um, I think Argentina might feel a bit a tad hard done by. I know there's been photographs as well that have come out since shown kind of incriminating the, the, the linesman um, and the poor referee. But it was a great result for Saudi, um, absolutely unreal result for them. Denmark nil, Tunisia nil, Kieran, our boys, the Danish. Um, it wasn't a great game, wasn't it? Definitely was one for the purest Nunes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, definitely wasn't one for the purest was it? Was, it yeah was I think watch. I actually didn't watch this one and I didn't watch the nil all after this I think the less said about them the better I think they're very poor games yeah Tunisia though I thought Tunisia were actually good and I say that you didn't say it but Tunisia mm. were actually decent enough Denmark I do think it'll be a case of them getting into it and they will like I still think they'll go far hopefully win it um, so we win money so it's very <laughs> doubtful Um Mexico nil, Poland nil. Um, Memo Ochoa, Kieran, what a guy. What a save. His, what a save, man. What a save. Um, I watched the first half with Dave and I was like, this is a shite. Will we go to Aldi? And we did. And of course, when we went to Aldi, I missed the penalty save. Shout out to Jerry Cullen, who texted me saying, what a save. And I was like, oh yeah, what a save. I did not see that save at all. Um, it was a great save from Ochoa. He's, it's his toured consecutive man of the match performance at a toured um, in three different World Cups excuse me which is quite the record we look at really quick at Matty Cash making his World Cup debut as well for Poland which is mad considering he's from Nottingham but at 17 years old Kieran, here's a little anecdote for you Matty Cash was working at River Island and a toy shop after being released by Wickham he thought he had no chance of touring professional at 25 he's kept a clean sheet in his FIFA World Cup debut it gives you some some hope Kieran, doesn't it that you know like <laughs> Life is just misery, misery, misery. Uh, shout out to Jerry Hannon. But um, yeah, we move on, Kieran, to France 4, Australia 1. It was Goodwin with the goal early on for Australia. Um, I'm going to stop doing this accent because it, it probably can be construed as uh, being, you know, somewhat politically incorrect. Um, <laughs> Australia went 1-0 up, as you said, to Goodwin. It was the Undertaker with the goal to make it 1-0. And then it was Jerry our, our man, the Undertaker. Who would have thought... <laughs> I literally had money on him to get booked. I was fucking feeling that he didn't get booked. Goes and scores a goal. Olivier Giroud was on the score sheet twice then. Um, oh, what a handsome man. He'd fit so well in the Danish team, Carol, wouldn't he? No comment. <laughs> oh, yeah, on on a footballing perspective, though, I think his movement is world class. Most disrespected yeah. striker in history. And now France's all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, and Van Dijk recently came out and said it was his toughest opponent was... Um, Olivier Giroud but yeah great result for France I think you said about England being the most impressive of the kind of favourites so far I think this France side were, were the most impressive for me I thought they really outclassed Australia um, Mbappe on the left was electric and I think if they can get Giroud in scoring positions like they did there they'd be doing very well yeah I suppose we'll see how good they are um, mm. when they face someone half decent same with England um, but Australia and Iran are sort of easy starts for the, both those teams um, but yeah I suppose we move on to the Wednesday another couch potato day Morocco nil <laughs> Croatia nil Kiran again I thought Morocco were decent I thought yeah. Croatia you know they weren't great obviously but I do think the likes of Morocco and Tunisia and obviously Saudi they've been the teams I've been most impressed with to an extent and I thought Morocco done really well to keep it in the law 
yeah, I thought Hakimi was very good on the right side. Another nil all in the World Cup, three nil alls, that makes it. And then we move on, Kieran, to the main event of the day, I'd like to say, was Germany 1, Japan 2. Um, there's been a lot of controversy, Kieran, about the one love armband, and rightfully so, I think, if FIFA are trying to promote World Cup, that in the sense that football unites everyone, they, I don't think they can really have a problem with the the one love armband. But maybe Germany, I think, coming into the game, were probably more focused on you know politics outside the game than the actual game itself. And I, I think there was a part of the game where Rudiger was sprinting towards the end, towards the end line, and he does like a weird sprint. And I thought it was a bit disrespectful to the to the Japanese. To be honest, I, I don't know what he was at. Did he man? Did he man on RT? The big what would you call him? A lovely fella. Um, was. <laughs> Giving him grief at the end, and rightfully so. I thought Rudiger really showed himself to be a bit of a dickhead there, to be honest. I didn't think that was right at all. I thought it was very disrespectful. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a and he, he, done, he done well in the game. I thought he done all right in the game as well, but I don't know. I thought it was a bit disrespectful. T- Takumi Minamino comes on for Japan and immediately gets involved in the play and sets up Japan's first goal to make it 1-1. Yeah, it was Ritsu Duan who came on the pitch for them, and he made a 1-1. And then it was Takuma Asano, who made a 2-1 Kiran. It was really poor from Sule, wasn't it? Did you see Sule's defending her? Yeah, he, he, he played him on side by about 10 yards. But I have to say, Neuer was very poor for two goals. I thought Neuer could have... Uh, the first one, he shouldn't have palmed it out to the middle middle of the box. I was poor, yeah. poor goalkeeping. And then the second one, I think he could have done better on his near post, to be honest. So Yeah. Spain 7 Costa Rica nil. fucking hell Danny Almo Asensio Ferran Torres on the score sheet twice Gavi uh, Carlos Soler and Alvaro Morata all on the score sheet for Spain um, we spoke about France and England doing well but this Spanish side looked really really good didn't they yeah but I have to say I thought Costa Rica were absolutely rubbish and I, I don't like to focus on the negative but how did they get a spot in the World Cup and the likes of a, another European team don't. I know it's a World Cup and everything, but I I understand the the USA one two three, um Canada and Mexico, but if you're throwing Costa Rica in the mix as well, I think you need to have an inter confederation uh, playoff because they were absolutely. I think they, I think they beat New Zealand in the playoff game. I know, but like surely that one of those teams could play a team from Europe for a place. A thirty-year-old Joel Campbell playing up front, um, and a, a Brian Oviedo from about five years back playing left back, um, everything uh, legend that is Brian Oviedo. Mm, I think they got very lucky to get in the World Cup. But they're losing seven 0 to Spain. That's not a good enough standard. No, the the thing with it is, and I I absolutely agree with you. I I, I mean, you look at Iran got beaten six two, but I thought they put up something. They they looked like likely to score times, mm. um. You know, I I understand what you mean, but I, I don't know. I think Costa Rica's run in twenty fourteen is one of my favorite like recent World Cup memories. So I, I have a bit of a soft spot for them because I think they're I think they're absolutely fucking terrible to be honest with you. But there's a bit of magic about them. You know what I mean? There's a bit of magic about them, and um, I wouldn't be surprised in the next game against Japan. You know, I think they're that's a bit of a more of a level playing field than. Against Spain, I wouldn't be surprised if they put it up to them, so I wouldn't speak too quickly on that. But moving on to the last game, Kieran, of the day, because we're not going to talk about Cameroon 1, Switzerland 0, because that was 
absolutely painstaking. Um, Belgium won, Canada nil. Alfonso Davies misses a penalty early on. And Batshuayi gets the, the winner. What what turned out to be the winner in the 44th minute. It was, it was actually a pretty decent game from what I've seen. Um, Canada look all right going forward. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if they need the result off Croatia and Morocco going forward. Yeah, I thought I thought Canada looked very impressive. The first half especially. It was just... They they had a lot of chances. And I don't think David did well enough uh, in the final third. Davis wasn't really producing. He was he was getting into that final third and not really uh, come up with a final ball. And eventually he got a penalty in the eleven minute, which Davis missed. Um, Courtois saved. I thought Courtois did well to keep them out. And then Belgium, mm. who were very unimpressive, De Bruyne was poor. Um, mm. they come up with a long ball. I think it's Toby Alvarez plays it to Bachiboy who takes it down beautifully and buries it and I thought he was very poor in the game to that point Batshuayi and I thought he was poor for the rest of the game he had multiple chances to get a second or third but mm. yeah I, I'm not overly impressed with Belgium but they they did well enough to grind out a win here because it was a good Canada performance yeah I, I like the look of Canada to be honest like they have Buchanan um, Kyle Lahren as well he was on the bench they're about playing for Club Bruce this season and they're both doing Clippers doing very well in the Champions League. So as we know, um, looking looking at them going forward, like John David, they they have got they have got decent players. I just think if you look at the back, you know, two centre halves from Montreal, um, it's not really great. You know, at the back, like the MLS isn't as good as as the leagues in Europe, of course. Um, Eden Hazard came out after the game, Kieran, and said, I think it was a bit of a swipe at, at Germany and friends. He said, yeah, but they lost the game. They would have been better off not doing it and winning in relation to the hand over the face. Gesture they did beforehand. We're, we're here to play football. I'm not here to send a political message. There are better people in better places for that. We want to focus on the football. And I think, in fairness to Belgium, that's exactly what they did and they got the job done. Hmm. It's a bit of a mad one, but that is our World Cup roundup. As we said, we're not going to keep this too long this week. But we'll move on, Kieran, to our special World Cup edition of Get It Out. Um, we have got a lot of questions actually so we will run through these really quick Gary says favourite ever World Cup goal Kieran favourite ever hey. World Cup goal probably Mario Goethe in the 2014 World Cup sorry that was a class winner in the World Cup final I was looking final. at the match as well yeah. <laughs> I don't blame it um, I'm going to go for Kieran I'm going to go for Giovanni Van Bramcourse's goal for Holland against Uruguay I remember in the 2010 World Cup semi-final I was on holiday in France with the family and I remember being in a room full of Dutch people when the goal went in <laughs> and it was sensational buzz. What a fucking goal as well. That Jabulani ball was unbelievable. But um, yeah, that's our favourite goals. Gary says, first player that comes to your head when you think of the World Cup. I'm going to go Ronaldo Nazario, the Brazilian Ronaldo or 9 I think he's played the three World Cups, won one and gone to the final of the other two. Or four World Cups, he's definitely won the 2002 one. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the original Ronaldo. He was, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I fucking fell in love with football. He used to watch, um, I don't know if he used to watch on ESPN. It was called um, 100 Great Goals or something, I think it was called. Right. And it was just different goals on repeat every different episode. And he was in most of it because he was so good. But yeah, that's the first player that I think of when I think of the World Cup career. Yeah, probably for me, uh, Miroslav Klausa. Just because of yeah, how sure. prolific he was in past World Cups, 
Um, and Muller's obviously chasing his record now, but I thought, yeah, he's ultimate goal poacher. Gary says, geez, this is a tough one now. Fucking hell. Best player to never play in a World Cup. Best player to never play. Uh, George Weah. There you go. I'm going to go um, Wesley Hillham. Um <laughs> Gary says, is it coming home? Um, I don't think the World Cup's coming home to England, but I, a spice bag might be coming home to me later. I don't know. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> what do you think, Carol? Yeah, I mean, I like a spice bag as well. <laughs> Especially of a tasty Thursday. But um Thursday Thursday always ends up in Tasty Garden. Shout out to that that curry shop in uh Ballybock, absolutely awful scram. To answer Gary's question though, um I don't think it's coming home. I mean they might get to a semi final, but I don't think it's coming home, Adam. Gary says, might need a bit of talk, but your personal all time World Cup eleven of players you've seen. I think we might leave that for the next one, Carl. What do you think? Yeah. We'll leave it for the last um, one. Yeah, give us plenty of time to think. Is that what you're you're saying? Um, Dave says, Saudi biggest upset in World Cup history. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there might have been a bigger upset, but definitely up there. I think it it is. I mean, that I've witnessed, yeah, just a team like Saudi Arabia, you always see them getting slapped around. And this time Mm. they slapped Argentina around, and it's like, wow. They're putting them... What was it? Um, Eastern Europe on the map or Middle East on the map? <laughs> I didn't know Saudi where it was in Europe, girl. <laughs> Sorry, <yeah>. Middle East. <laughs> um, I think the biggest shock shock in the World Cup was probably Germany tonking Brazil. Do you remember that? What was it? Seven two. Eight one. Eight one was eight one. I think so. Yeah, or seven one. Oh, was seven one? Fuck me. Um, yeah, I, I think that was the biggest shock, Kieran, to be honest with you, in the World Cup. That was funny. <laughs> it was, it's not one, man. It was so weird. I, I, it reminds me of... It reminds me of... Do you remember when Liverpool beat United 5-0 at Old Trafford last season? I, I, and I genuinely... I know you're going to be like, oh, this isn't true. I remember sitting here with Dave going, this is a bit uncomfortable. Like, when Brazil were getting beaten 7-1 at home yeah. in the fucking World Cup semi-final, I was like, this is wild. Like I, I can't believe this is happening. But yeah, that that probably that's probably my biggest World Cup shot. But, but I think the Saudi game was was mad. I, I thought if you're a purely from a footballing standpoint, you take all the kind of glamour away from Argentina and everything. Saudi just tactically played Argentina off the pitch, like yeah, that's that's what happened. Like and um, you can have your Messi's. I thought Di Maria was shite on today, but you can have the likes of Messi, Di Maria, etc. But when a team sets up, oh, jeez. Oh. Um, when the team sets up like Saudi did the other day, they they fully deserve to win, you know. Absolutely. Ian says favorite national anthem. Oh, the Welsh, the hands Welsh. down. Good passion, isn't it? That or um, Germany or Holland, really good. Mm. I'm gonna go with your boys one. It's a bit of an anthem, and it's nothing to do with Darwin Nunes, but I'll, I'll go with your guy. Um, Ian says, if you could choose one team to have a night out, out with, who would it be? I'd want to go out with the USA in, in other news. I think that would be really fun to see what they're all like. I'd say I'd say Christian Pulisic drinks like West Coast Killer or something, you know that? <laughs> I'd say, I'd Get say a coolie one... out of the fridge, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he has one drink and calls it a day. 
I don't know who would like to go out with. Probably the, the lads in Saudi. I'd say they'd, they'd, they'd be uh, hoofing the drink into them on a night. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, who would I like to go out with? It's actually it's quite a good question. Um, I wouldn't like to go out with the England team. I'd say they're a fucking team full of melts. Like, <laughs> they'd wreck your head, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what? I'd probably go with the South, South American side. I'd probably go with, I don't know, someone like Argentina. Or, I'd say Brazil, the Brazilians would be a good crack. Yeah. We go, we go, we go with Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Costa Rico. Um, we have a question now from David Mullery, who is a teacher, who says, also, thoughts on watching the World Cup in school? I think it's wrong. I think the kids should be, having said that, it is, I, I hear of teachers just flicking on the games when they're on and saying, I'm not teaching you now, I'm watching football, and I respect that. Risking their jobs for the sake of being I think it's great, football. man. I think it's fucking great it is. Yeah. I would love, I would love if, if I was in school and the teacher goes, "Our career, we throw on Uruguay and Tepe." I'd be like, "Fucking absolutely, we will." I seen a meme last night and it was fucking gas. I'll send it to you, but it was about Walter White, and it was, it was like, <laughs> it was like kids watching the World Cup in school. Uh, it, was, it was hilarious. I, I definitely, um, I definitely like if if teacher threw on that, you'd be like, "Yeah, I love you." Um, last one. And this this goes back to what you were saying. This is from Dave Murray as well. This goes back to what you were saying about Costa Rica. Should there be a minimum World Cup ranking required to host a World Cup? I think, yeah, hosting aside, I think there should be a better system in place for who gets into the World Cup, to be honest. Mm. Um, because I think there is a lot of better teams out there. I know we can't have much, too many from Europe and too many from one continent, but... I definitely do think there should be a system in place, like a world ranking system or some way to get the better teams into the World Cup. Yeah, you see, the thing is, like, I think part of the romanticism of the World Cup is that there is shy teams in it. Yeah. I, I think, I, because you wouldn't have shocks like Saudi Arabia winning. I, to be honest with you, I, I think international football in general is in the mud. Like, I, I think the standard's quite awful. But if you look at a lot of the teams, the likes of Senegal or the like, like if you look at Ghana later, Ghana have a lot of players playing in Europe. You know what I mean? There's there's teams that have players playing in Europe at a high level, um, and then the squads filled out with, with players who aren't quite as good. But that that's only natural. You can't have everyone. Not everyone's going to be as good as each other. So I, I don't know. I, I I think yes for hosting it definitely. I think you have to be somewhat good either that or be like the Russians and take steroids and you know juice up and fucking go far but um, definitely like if you're hosting I think Qatar are a prime example of having to have a minimum minimum ranking to host it because otherwise you're, you're looking at you're looking at smashings and hammers and hammerings and that's not that's not a deal Kieran hammers and chisels yeah I get what you mean well yeah that's that's all is it that's the quick that's, one that's the end of get it out Kieran that's, that's what we call a quickie in our business <laughs> Um, so yes thanks for joining us as ever we do appreciate all the love and support and yes we'll we'll you'll hear from us again soon I'm throwing the odd update up on Twitter mainly slagging RT's pundits but um, there's there's three more games on today to wrap up the first round of games anyway we'll see what happens I think it's Ghana Portugal and then Brazil are playing Serbia I think mm. this is the last one Uruguay Korea so there is mm. three more games that we haven't covered in this episode but we will cover them all in the second round of group games, I'm sure. Mm. There's, there's not a whole lot we can do about, about time, Karen, is there? No. You know? 
catches up on us all, Curran. But yes, that is the episode this week. We love you and leave you. Take care. Um, enjoy the rest of the World Cup if you can. Bit of a sham of World Cup, but yeah, enjoy. Take care. Goodbye. We'll leave it there, so. We will. We'll leave it there, so.